Welcome, punch. Welcome, everyone. Loser leaves wrestling time. Loser leaves wrestling time. We're here at the Empty Arena, Empty Arena Thursdays, or whatever day you're listening to this. I shouldn't date it. Uh, welcome to the show. My name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Hammer, Roy, Hammer. There we go. Would cool. Would Hammer and Roy Hammer be better for you, or do you like Hammer, Roy Hammer? Hammer, Roy Hammer. <laughs> it's, all... <laughs> it's all so silly. I just got a bunch of punch sound effects, so we're gonna get a lot of those. Today. Well, that's a, that's appropriate considering we're talking to so, so considering some of the wrestlers we'll be referring to today. Yeah, this episode is gonna be a very special one for us. Yeah, this is this special. is the first this is the first breakdown of the hardcore title. Uh, we're we're doing a breakdown of the hardcore title, but this is the first podcast I've heard talk about the hardcore title. Yeah, you know, I did some research before. You know, we had a conversation yesterday, and you were like, oh, it would be great if, like, you know, we each did some research, and we, like, talked about the history of the title in addition to all the matches that we watched. And I thought, man, what a great idea. And I went through Observers. Nobody talks about the hardcore title. <laughs> they don't, crazy. They don't care. And I, is there something wrong with us? Because I loved doing this. I had such a good time yeah, doing this. Yeah, this was a really fun time. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the hardcore title was a, a WWF title yeah. um that was from two th uh, from 1998 to 2002 so yeah. uh november 2nd 98 that august 26 2002 and it's the most it's evolved more than any other title it not really in looks has. but in like what it is fascinating i can't wait to talk about it it really has it's like ebbs and flows and i don't even want to say peaks and valleys because like i don't think i watched a match that i didn't enjoy and the match that I enjoyed the least was actually, from like a quality perspective, probably the best match. Yeah, uh, that's it. those were good matches. Uh, Roy picked some matches, and what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about the origin of the hardcore title, go through the ages of the hardcore title, basically the what is it, uh, four years that it was around. We kind of just took some matches from here and there. We're going to talk about them and give you some fun facts along the way. That's yeah. part of the fun. Absolutely, that's what we're going to do. Um, so. Yeah, so uh, the the history of the hardcore title. Should we just get into this? Or I think we should get into it. I think we should dive right into it. Um, and just in case everybody's wondering, yeah, like Red said, it's the WWF hardcore title, not the WCW hardcore title. Not the WCW hardcore title, which I did pull up some facts about. Well, I was actually thinking it would be funny to do a five-match breakdown of the WCW hardcore no. title. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what your reaction would be because it's not going to be fun. It's uh, not no. be good. Uh, the Saskatchewan hardcore international title, I will talk about that, but only yeah. that. I want to see. Uh, I want to show you the match where Terry Funk fought Chris Candido and a horse kicked Terry Funk, and Terry <laughs> Funk threatened to beat the shit out of the horse. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll do that. We should just have that as one of the matches we watch. Yeah, yeah. Not a WCW hardcore title breakdown. <laughs> Jesus Christmas! They really um, blew it. Yeah. So this this was brought. Uh, the hardcore title was made as a prop, similar to the way that. Uh, the million dollar belt was created or similar to uh, any other uh, FTW title. Just a title for a specific person to have. Vince McMahon gave it to Mick Foley as a way to appease him, make him feel special. Uh, during this time frame, uh, Mick Foley was trying his best to be the best son to Vince McMahon. Do you uh, recall the story? I recall it a little bit. Just And also going back, you know, the first match that we watched was him defending the title for the very first time. And I remember watching, uh, I loved, after the match was over, not to give it away, clearly McFoley wins. 
Vince, uh, Vince is in his wheelchair at that time. And he says, what does he say? Like, he hugs him and he's like, I did a good job, dad. He He's calling him dad, which I think is yeah. so funny. Uh, and, and Vince McMahon was not a fan of Mick Foley, but he yeah. used him. He used him. So he gave him this broken ass title. I'm like, it's the hardcore title. And Foley yeah. treasured it like a, like a, like a baby bird. I don't know. Um, but he was very excited about that. So the first match. Uh, is Mick Foley defending the first ever defense? And I bet you they weren't imagining that this thing was going to go far. I, yeah, I would I would guess that it wasn't going to go far. Yeah, I would guess that based on, oh, that's what's happening. My microphone's being weird, sorry. Uh, yeah, I would base, I would guess that was happening based on the way, where the company was at the time. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of like uh, crash style booking mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. things would come and go very quickly. But at the same time, and this is like a defense of Vince Russo, uh, this is the only good quality about his booking, is that everybody always had something to do. Mm -hmm. And everybody mattered in some way. And, you know, this is a good, this is a good example. And uh, the hardcore title was a good thing for someone to continue to, you know, be relevant, to get involved. And we'll talk about what I think changed the hardcore division forever. But let's talk about this match first. Let's talk about this match. So we got... Um... Foley, uh, Mick Foley versus Ken Shamrock, uh, the world's most dangerous man versus Mick Foley. And this is Mick Foley coming out because he's trying to be the best champion he's going to be. He's trying to yeah. be the best. He's trying to be the, the corporate champion here. Right. So he's wearing a tuxedo. That's so fun. <laughs> Full tuxedo so with cummerbund. So and he's fun. also shaved his face yeah. underneath his mask with his hair combed and put into a bun. And he also uh, is clearly wearing like very expensive loafers as well. Yeah. Like fuzzy <laughs> loafers. <laughs> very expensive. And uh, the thing is like, honestly, like you see Mick Foley in the, the brown outfit, that little sack of sure. shit outfit. And then yeah. he wears like their tattered uh, business suit. Yeah. But this is the scariest one. <laughs> like, honestly, his body, like when he's out of that jacket and it comes off soon and he's just in suspenders yeah. and he's just like. <laughs> and a cumberbund. Cover, but like it's actually frightening. It's yeah. with a mask. Oh my god! Um, but um, it feels like this is. I, I wrote down because I haven't seen a hardcore match in forever. I was like, it feels like an actual match. It feels like an actual match, and I forgot that there was actual matches at the start and end. You know, like yeah. there was actual things. <laughs> I, I hold on to that statement because I'm going to ask yeah. you some questions about that statement because I also felt the same way. I wasn't expecting actual matches, but I think every match we watched was an actual match. There's a lot of shit that is not actual matches, but we didn't really watch any of those. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, we do have Ken Shamrock. Uh, by the way, there was no weapons being used for the first portion of the match, Yeah, uh, which I liked. I think uh, something they should have done for the hardcore title, you could never start the match with weapons. I think that would have made it a little bit interesting. more interesting. Yeah. But either way, um, uh, he gets rolled to the outside. But Foley hits him in the head with a shoe. That's the first weapon we get. That's amazing uh, that the first weapon used in the history of the hardcore division is Mick Foley's fancy expensive, loafer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very expensive. Because we'll see it later. Jerry Lawler finds it and he holds it up to the camera. So we do get a close up. Um, a lot of use of the steel steps. Yeah. Um, some falls on a chair. Uh, and, and honestly, it just felt like an AEW match at this point. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's like light. It's light. Like, you know, throwing someone into the stairs, yeah. guardrail, uh, using chairs. It feels like something AEW would not disqualify. <laughs> <laughs> no? Am I wrong? Uh, 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 but uh, Shamrock is uh, awesome. I love Shamrock. And he gives a vicious chair shot to Foley. Oof, oof, Absolutely vicious. Oof. But that uh, when they're on the ramp, a big boss man hit him with the nightstick. Big boss man was with Vince McMahon at the top of the yeah. ramp. 
He had just uh, debuted, I think, right? Like right around this time. Redebuted. Yeah. 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 And his tactical and, uh, gear. Yeah. And I actually, I, I, this is the boss man I, I knew about. Right. When I course. saw him earlier with the blue outfit, I'm just like, he looks so much better than, but I, then I realized, oh, he was so much better as a wrestler than, though. Yeah. He was a, yeah. he was a real fat, but he, he was still good. He, he tried his hardest. Um, and then Bossman hit with a nightstick. Foley gets the win. Uh, a good little match. I, I just like seeing Foley in this era. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think like, man, Foley, like the older you get and you don't, you, you know, you don't need this, uh, because you love McFoley and so do I, but the older I get, I should say, uh, the more I appreciate how much chemistry McFoley had with so many different people. Like everyone talks Every about his chemistry with Triple H or the rock, but he had great chemistry with Ken Shamrock. He has great chemistry with everyone. He because one way he puts a lot of thought into his match and how it's going to play out. He doesn't go in blindly. Some wrestler and which is fine to go in blindly, but it's uh, especially when you have to work around your limitations. Right. Foley knew the limitations, and so he always was able to dance with anyone. It was really good. Yeah. Really good and stuff. I, but I will say, like, okay, I'm just thinking of this now. So if this is bullshit, we can just call it bullshit and move on. But let's. So we're going to watch ten matches. Or we were going to talk about 10 we matches. Do. Yeah, we're going to talk about 10 matches. So well, let's do a hardcore scale of uh, 10 is hardcore and zero is like, eh, it's not really hardcore. But and not hardcore in the sense of like classically hardcore and like violence, but like hardcore in the style of the hardcore title. Does that make let's sense? Do it, uh, let's do it uh, instead of five, uh, like 10, we'll do a star rating. Yeah. We'll do the five star Dave Meltzer rating, but we'll do it with punches. So I can use the sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, how uh, many, I was going to call it how many loafers. We're going to rate it. How many, how many loafers? loafers? I'm going to give it two loafers. Yeah, I'm going to give it two loafers as well because I feel like this is more of a conventional street fight because they didn't know what the style of the hardcore title was yet because this is the first yeah. ever match. So right now it's more of a street fight. And I also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the gnarly spot that Foley took where Ken Shamrock put him in like the belly to belly. Like he set him up for belly to belly, but just kind of picked him up and just dropped him face first on the stairs. Oh, Brutal. yeah. No, I saw. Yeah. Brutal. Foley loved those stairs. They love work at those stairs. Loves yeah. the stairs. He hates taking uh, uh, like uh, falls that land on his back neck, but he loves falls onto the stairs. Yeah. He loves yeah. slipping over those bad boys. Um, but yeah, uh, we're moving on. So like I thought like it, like their idea was for this to just be Foley's championship. I really right. do think that was the idea. Like give Foley a fun prop. This is right around the time of right before Sako. Um, I think the Sako was going to happen in another month or so, or uh, maybe a little shorter, a little, a few weeks. Um, and so, like, people are just starting to get into this. But I think this was supposed to be his toy that he's going to play with. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then it also makes sense because he eventually does lose it. I, I, am yeah. I getting ahead of things? Is no, this... no, get ahead. Let's talk about the lineage. Yeah. So he eventually does lose the title, and we were originally going to watch the match in which uh, he lost the title, but it didn't make the cut. And the reason it didn't make the cut is because it was a ladder match, and I figured that's kind of like, that's not a pure hardcore match. Not a pure hardcore. It's a ladder match, and he lost it to the Big Boss Man in a ladder match, which also kind of makes sense because Big Boss Man, henchman of Vince McMahon, Foley's feuding mm -hmm. with McMahon at this time, so it kind of makes sense. And then Boss Man just kind of defended the title. Yeah. And he eventually lost it. And it just became a it. thing. Yeah. And this is where we this is where it really starts, I think. Like the next match we watch is on the January fourth, nineteen ninety nine episode of Raw, which is the Raw that uh would would put some butts in the seats because it's the Raw that Foley won the title from the Rock. December fifteenth? No, the January fourth. I'm I'm skipping 4th. ahead. Okay. I'm skipping ahead okay. to the next match that we watched. 
Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, because so Road Dog is the champion. Road Dog beats Boss Man. He's the third ever champion, and this is the only singles Road Dog that I ever want to see. Is him as the hardcore champion? This is all I ever want to see from the Road no, Dog. Don't do singles that. No, Road Dog is good. His uh, sure, sure, he's good. Here's the thing: he fit well in the hardcore division, though, and that's not an insult because there's some great wrestlers in, that we watched. There's some great wrestlers, and he wrestles Actually, a great wrestler here. During periods of the hardcore championship, so uh, after uh, Big Bossman won it, he lost it to Road Dog. Now Road Dog is going to be fighting Al Snow, and it, then it became like '99 and 2000, kind of be the place like where you didn't know what to do with the guy, you threw him in the hardcore division. Yeah, and it saved a lot of guys. It saved a lot of guys. It saved a lot of guys. Crash Holly, who we'll get to. In Crash a Holly, uh, um, one guy that we'll we'll get to very very soon. Not Al Snow, yeah. but his next opponent. But uh, let's uh, Road Dog versus Al Snow, uh, and uh, I was a little hesitant for these co- upcoming matches just because I knew. So but Road Dog versus Al, I knew they go outside. They both. Yeah. I knew they both that became went a gimmick. That's a 1999 gimmick. Um, but th- so they start out uh, at the ramp. They start the fight out the ramp, and uh, he uh, Mick Foley, uh, not Mick Foley, Al Snow uses head. Uh, Mick, uh, Al Snow used to bring a mannequin head to the ring which he affectionately called head. He placed it right outside the Titan Tron. So when road dog walked out, he saw it and he's just like, what's that? And then Al Snow attacked. And uh, I don't believe the commentators, Jerry Lawler made this comment. And I think he should have. He's just like, he got distracted by head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I think of he course. wasn't driving. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I didn't say that. That's what Jerry Lawler, That's what Jerry Lawler said. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, they said that Al Snow hasn't taken a bath in two weeks because he's covered in the well, brood yeah, blood. Yeah, he got the brood bath. Um, but I love Al Snow in this time frame. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I think I liked him, but I will say I liked him a lot more as a kid than I do right now. Sure, 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 sure. You know, uh, Al Snow was this crazy guy that pain didn't bother him, and I loved that. But now I'm watching it back, and I'm just like, quit smiling. Yeah. Stop smiling. Yeah, because he's crazy. I'm trying to find a place to set up my phone because I have all my notes on my phone. Um, Glue it to your your computer set, laptop screen. Oh, okay. Um, that, that is that a good idea? Yeah, that's great. Um, F- figure it that- out. Thanks. <laughs> When we get Al Snow doing a moonsault through a table that Road Dog moved out of, moved out of the way. Uh, then we get Al Snow sell, not, no selling some cookie sheets. Uh, then uh, chairs used too liberally in this match. This is when it started. Th- this is actually, there's a period of time with this 99-2000 where they kind of nuked weapons. They just, they, they nerfed them. Like so everything became, like like chairs, like they got hit in the head with a chair. Like Al Snow got hit in the head with a chair. Yeah. Yeah. And which would which has ended championship matches, yeah. which has started feuds. It's been the end of th- and he got hit in the head with a chair. And that was not even a big moment of that match. Can I can I say something about that? I was like yeah. a little stony baloney when I watched this match. And as one should be. As one should be. And I just had a moment in the where I had to pause the match and I started thinking out loud. I said to my dog, um, did the hardcore title change wrestling forever? And I don't mean that in a good way or a bad way, but my dog was like, pet. <laughs> yeah. uh, but realistically, like it did. The hardcore title changed wrestling forever because it was the first time the two wrestlers were ever put in a scenario where the objective of the match is to just beat the fuck out of each other with weapons. Weapons just became, like you said, like kind of nuked. But I that's how I grew up. So I know no different and I fucking love it. Like thinking I, again, about January I love, it 4th, I love it then. Yeah. Right. January 4th, 1999 is like, this is one of the first ever like 
actual hardcore title matches. This is the first time that like Al Snow is just like, like the Dudleys hadn't had a table match yet. TLC yeah. hadn't happened yet. So this is really the first time that dudes are just casually going through tables on national television and getting up from it. And it doesn't even matter. I wrote, I love cookie sheets because they make a great sound. Yeah. I don't want chairs in hardcore title matches. Don't no. waste my time with chairs. Because no. chairs actually hurt. Give me cookie sheets. Give me road signs. Give me all that trash stuff. Trash can lids. Trash oh, my God. Lids. Do I love trash, trash can lids? Give Steve Blackman a trash can lid, and you'll see magic. We are going um, to talk, talk about we're Steve gonna talk Blackman. About we're going to talk about Steve Blackman. My we have to player get through this of the match. game. Yeah. Uh, we, we have to get through this match. We get, they go, uh, Alstow goes through a second table. Uh, two tables. Uh, yeah. and, uh, then uh, gets whipped into the steel poles. There's just poles back there. By the way, here's some list of some Classic uh, weapons poles. that were used. Yeah, uh, steel poles that were just yep. laying about, not being held together by anything. Yep. They're just yeah. that's the pole area. <laughs> um, uh, a potted plants. Dude, some that potted I plants. wrote down in my notes. That potted plant looks like it hurt. That potted plant. He hit him pretty hard with that fucking. Thing. That, he did. He did nail him with the potted plant. Beer kegs that they said were full, but they're empty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're what completely did they say? That beer keg weighs fifty five pounds. That thing they, said pounds. Yeah. they said ninety pounds. They said ninety pounds. And then we get a box of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big box of classic. Toilet paper. That's what I want in my hardcore matches. All of this nonsense. I don't want that stuff. I need. <laughs> there to be a balance uh then we go outside into the snow and i'm just like man i don't find this fun uh i'm slipping around for the like, very slippery uh and um uh they get a wheelbarrow uh that falls over so they stop using it a parking cone to the stomach yeah. a rubber parking cone to the stomach yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, Road Dog giving a pile driver onto some pallets, which was pretty good. I wrote a great finish. Driver. I loved that finish. That was really that was good. A good. That was a good yeah. finish. And then we get uh, the pin. And what I liked about this the most, Road Dog ran back to the ring yeah. to celebrate. Yeah. And I think that should, I don't, because that stopped after the 24-7 rule, which we'll right, get to. Of course. Um, but like going back to the ring from wherever you are in the, th uh, the audience or wherever, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah, so it, it was a good match, a fun match. Um, and then we get uh, Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly next. That's Do you have anything next. to say about Road Dog there? I just think this is the beginning of something special, in my opinion. I think I might be the only person who thinks that way. Maybe you a little bit, but all of the dirt sheet writers back in the day didn't think that. One one what's sorely missing from wrestling these days? This. <laughs> falls Count Anywhere match. Sure, yeah. When's the last time we've seen a Falls Count Anywhere match? Where have you seen someone get pinned outside the ring? The only time I can think of any false count anywhere matches, which makes a lot of sense to me, AEW did some, but like during like peak pandemic when there was no audience. Because like, sure, we won't why count uh, the halftime, hang time, whatever they called it. Yeah, but there uh, were a couple other ones that were fun. But yeah, I agree. I think you know, I think AEW does a lot of brawling in the crowd. But like, I don't know. You know what match I really loved? Uh, that AEW did. And I don't know. I don't. It wasn't false count anywhere though, and I wish it had been. Was that street fight? with Darby Sting and the Hardys versus and then you know Hardy did that spot where he did the set the Swanton through those tables off that ledge or whatever it was in the lobby of the Austin arena that yeah. should have been the pin that yeah. should have been it false count anywhere. 100% because also it makes those things mean more because like people are like oh it might end any minute right. it might end any minute yeah, and uh, I, I missed that um, next up we're getting Alston versus Hardcore Holly this is a little bit more known match can I take I a feel second? like this before yeah. we jump into this, I have something I wanted to mention earlier and I forgot about it. 
and this is this is a real this is a this is something we need to talk about when we're talking about the hardcore title. What is the hardcore title? Like where where did that title come from? Okay. Oh yeah, I was gonna bring this up at the beginning, but then I, I was gonna squeeze it in somewhere. This is perfect timing. Yeah. Right? Um so the hardcore title, for those of you that haven't seen an image of the hardcore title, it's a it's essentially the Winged Eagle Championship belt, uh WBF that's been smashed up. Like smashed up with tape on it and glued together and duct yeah. tape and, and all this stuff. And it's written in Sharpie hardcore title. And it's fun. It's a fun yeah. looking title. Um, and the rumor has it, rumor has it that if you, uh, it was, uh, Mr. Perfect. versus Mr. Perfect yeah. in 1990, uh, 1989. Was it? I think so. Um, I have pulled up over here. It's right. And a few, but he was in a feud with uh, Mr. Perfect. He stole the championship belt and he smashed it live on TV with this hammer, the, the center medallion during an interview. And, uh, yeah. So a lot of people thought, was this that belt? Right. Because the WWF doesn't get rid of anything. They just have that big warehouse with all their old shit in it. Yeah. Uh, but WWE has said that it is, uh, this theory is an urban legend uh, because they they don't think that it was true. Uh, the original belt was later sold as memorabilia by former WWE employee Mel Phillips and authenticated by belt makers Dave Milliken and Reggie Parks, Mel thus Phillips. debunking the longtime rumor. Reggie Parks. Reggie Parks, longtime. Yeah, uh, he's a big belt, belt maker. Yeah, he made all the belts. Belt and he guy. also used to be a shooter. Did you ever hear that story? He's a Canadian no. guy who is uh, friends with Stu Hart. And he was in town one day when, uh, I think it was like SummerSlam 91 or 92. And Owen and Brett were there with Stu. And Brett was in Stu's uh, hotel room. And uh, there's a phone call to Stu's hotel room. And it's Reg Park. And uh, he over <laughs> Red starts giving him a bunch of shit. He's like, I can take you. You know, I can take you. And Stu gets really angry. And he's like, uh, you wanted to try me, Reg? Why didn't you try me, Reg? And he gets all worked up. He's getting sweaty and red. And then he just hangs up the phone abruptly. And Brett's like, who was that? And he's like, that fucking Owen. He got me. Owen pranks, oh, That's too. so funny. Uh, Reg, I, 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 I didn't put that together. I yeah. didn't put that Reg Parks together. Um, he uh, born 1934. He died last year. Yeah, October making legend. Rich 87 Park. years young, 87 years young. Great life. But let's talk about this next let's match. This, this is this probably, match. this is probably like each match that we're covering. It feels like, well, uh, so far, uh, is been like, um, progressively bigger deal. Yeah. You know? Um, this one, Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly. This was a bigger deal, I suppose, uh, because it's more famous. There, there's yeah. some, uh, there's one thing that happened in the match, which we'll cover. But, um, by the way, Hardcore Holly, Bob Holly is a tank. Yo, is a damn tank. Big I, like him so much more now yeah. than I ever Same. did as a kid. Yeah, Hated him as a kid. Great in this match. He's great in this match. Amazing. But I will say he's never had a good haircut in his wow. entire life. Yeah. Has he ever had good haircut, right? Yeah, it's always looked like shit. I do like um, the dyed blonde thing. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best thing he can do. It still looks like shit, though. Yeah. Um, his head's not <laughs> shit, shit for it. But oh, but by the way, uh, Road Dog versus Al Snow, how many uh, uh, potted uh, plants are we giving it? Two and a half potted plants. Okay. <laughs> that's great that's uh uh but we get uh this match al snover's hardcore holly and, and holly was just meant for these matches he he's was. just he looks so good in them he fights hard like i was saying about bubba ray they have the similar style they have this hard hitting it yeah. looks real because it feels real yeah, but also well, safe enough where they're not getting injured except well, in bob yeah, holly's case he might actually be injured people. People. Um, and this is also this is what saved bob holly's career this match in particular saved his career he became hardcore holly after this match yeah 
and he had a good run in him. He had a good five, six-year run after this, if yeah. not longer than that, and it's all because of the hardcore division. It really is. It really is. Uh, things that we see in here, beer coolers. Um, Al Snow goes to a payphone. He's just like, reach out and touch somebody and smash in his face. Hated that. I also, that. did you hear Do you think you're said? The Rock? Do you think you're The Rock? <laughs> the Rock knows how to do that stuff. I'm sorry, Al Snow. <laughs> Let it be. Um, he <laughs> yeah. said something else later on. I yeah. think I wrote it down. I wrote it. Uh, yeah. Let's see if we can, if we heard the same thing. I'm not sure if I heard. The well, maybe it's, tell me, tell me. I, I There's barbed wire at some point. Oh, and God. he like, yeah, I wrote it hits down. him with the barbed wire. And he said, let me introduce you to my girlfriend, Barbie wire. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely stupid. The stupidest thing. Bo and I thought he said Bobby Wire. I was like, uh, hey, pick it, Bobby. Barbie's right there. <laughs> no, I was watching uh, uh, YouTube of this, uh, of this match, and the captions said Bobby Wire, oh, and it threw me off. Yeah. Um, they go out into the outside. Um, by the way, Al Snow is older than Mick Foley. Just wanted to put that Really? Up. Yeah, really? he's older. Um, wow. The, the, uh, he was wrestling for, he was like 15-year vet during this match. Yeah. He started a, in 84, uh, 85. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 He had an excellent match um, against Chris Benoit in ECW in 1995. That was my introduction. Yeah. I've seen that match. It was a very yeah, good, match. good match. Um, then they uh, they got whipped and knocked into a parking sign that got knocked over, which looked cool. Yeah. I, a I parking was, sign. There's also a spot where, I don't know if this is on your list. Uh, I guess there's a bunch of like floor tiles, quote unquote floor tiles, that Bob Holly just starts breaking over Al Snow's head and they're shattering and going everywhere. I Al Snow's going a little too hard on the, on the headshots. No, oh, this is definitely a hard on the headshots, especially Al never puts up his hands. No, ever puts up his hands. No. Um, but then we get the strangles, Holly, with some bob wire. My girlfriend, Bobby Wire. Why are you strangling people with bob wire? It yeah, doesn't make sense. They'd be dead. They'd They're be dead. dead. <laughs> You're cutting their vein. Oh, yeah. god. Um, and then uh, they got they start splashing around the Mississippi River. This is how I knew about this match because Ooh. Mick Foley made fun of it all the time in his books. <laughs> Say, like, uh, I don't have matches where I have to go in the Mississippi River. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a fun little finish, uh, yeah, uh, hardcore Holly wraps him in the chain link fence, yeah, and pins him, which I thought was very clever. Uh, yeah. and then also runs back like to the that. ring and celebrates, yeah, and people were uh, like. And it was his moment. Come back. It was yeah. his moment. It really was. It made him like the crowd. The crowd's really into these matches. And we'll talk about it because it really starts to like escalate even more in, in future matches that we watch. But like I've said this before and, uh, and it bears repeating because I'll never stop saying it. The difference between, well, there's a lot of differences, but the difference between the WCW hardcore division and the WWF hardcore division is that the WWF announcers, regardless of who it was, took these matches seriously. Yeah. They took well, it seriously. Can I? Uh, well, that was until the 24-7 rule has been yeah, implemented. Yeah. And that is right around this yeah. time. Uh, towards the beginning of 2000, yeah. uh, Foley as commissioner, I believe it was as commissioner, I believe so, yeah. uh, instituted the 24-7 rule for the hardcore title making anyone able to uh, pin anyone at any given time uh, if they have a ref there and their back is to a surface. Because <laughs> there were some people pinned on walls. Right. <laughs> like it was yeah. Yeah. weird. Yeah, that uh, is true. But I and in a pool on a floaty. <laughs> well, I think someone got pinned in a ball pit. <laughs> in a ball pit? Where's the end of the ball? Um, so uh, that that's honestly... This upcoming match is what I was expecting a lot from with these matches. I just had it in my head. I was just like, 
oh, this is what I remember from the matches, and I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Uh, here's the match. Crash yeah, wait, Holland. hold on a second. How many uh, barbed wires? Oh, how many barbed wires? Uh, that was some hard-hitting stuff. I'm going to go three barbed wires. I'm also uh, going to go three barbed wires. Three bobby wires. Three um, bobby wires. <laughs> oh, that was not good. That was not. The last one was unnecessary. Uh, they were very loud. Punches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get Crash Holly, Taz, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Hardcore Holly and Perry Saturn. Let's quickly go down the list of yeah. people here because this is like the land of the lost in 2000 uh, singles division. The Hardys had something to do elsewhere, but other than them, they, this was just kind of a don't know where they're going crew. Yeah. And the Hardys were placed in there because of ladders. Um, sure. Fair, fair to say. Yeah, I'd say it's fair to say. They did a lot of weird things with the Hardys over the years. Yes, uh, they did. Uh, Crash Holly is probably the biggest benefactor of the hardcore title. Um, right outside of hardcore, I think hardcore Holly may be even more so because he had an even longer run than Crash. He didn't have a longer run than Crash in the company, he did because of oh, the, the company title, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll go by that. Um, but he's one of and yeah. uh, he's the Houdini of hardcore. If you remember his storyline, that he was constantly, even though he lost the belt a lot and the belt got lost within seconds. I have a great breakdown of all the, <laughs> the champions. Um, and uh, yeah, he just somehow always got it back. Yeah. Always snuck it back at the last second, curling up, grabbing someone, giving the old schoolboy. Um, and uh, he went by Elroy, which I loved as a kid. I was just yeah. like, here comes Elroy. And yeah. I just loved everything about it. <laughs> loved everything about it. Um, and we get the match starting off. And oh, let's talk about a few other people. Taz, poor Taz being Man, in this match. Taz this is so much better than this. April or this was like May of 2000. And he had debuted in January of 2000. And this is where he was so quickly. And yeah. Taz has talked about it before that he knew he was dead in the water the day he debuted. He knew it. I also think that he's paranoid and that's not the case. <laughs> like I think <laughs> I, I, I think there were other external like I think it was his height, honestly. Sure. Height. Sure. I don't course. think it was his pop. I think his pop was, is not the thing that did it. I think it was also the fact that he almost broke Kurt Angle's neck in that match. I'm sure that played a factor as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's hard to talk about this match. And also the announcers have a hard time too. And this is also also <laughs> let me just say the announcers, great throughout this entire thing. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, for this match specifically, JR was on one, though. He said something about, like, have you checked Uranus? He, like, talked about, he, like, made some weird comments. I get it. Like, how are you supposed to call this yeah. action? There's just so much going on all at once. And here's just a little breakdown. The best I could do. The best I could do. They bring a grocery cart. This is the first time a grocery cart's out there that we've seen so far. But not the last. A lot more grocery carts coming our way. <laughs> um, lots of standing around when other people are doing things. They weren't used to having this many people in a match during this time frame. Sure. Uh, and yeah. so, like, there's one part where Matt Hardy's just standing there waiting for um, Perry Saturn to do a move. Yeah. He's just watching and standing and staring, not doing anything. And there is, there's a lot of that because it's just so awkward, right? Um, uh, we get um, Crash tries to run, um, climbs up the entrance hooks. So I yeah. do miss. Yeah. I do really miss the old entrances. with sure. uh, and This one, this backlash was a backlash. Yeah. I had the dangling yeah. sickles, like scythes, mm -hmm. uh, and they're just dangling in front. Crash climbs up it, and uh, Matt Hardy follows, and he jumps off, which was fun. Yeah. Fun thing. He does a dive off there. Then uh, Saturn uh, Gourd Busters crash through those hooks, oh, smashing them into pieces. Yeah, Look great. Yeah. Look great. Honestly, this was looking uh, was going real well at first. 
and then it just became a real mess. Um, announcers don't know what to do. Way too many people, way too much happening. Uh, I did notice that Saturn was always going for the pin. It seemed anytime there was a pin happening, Saturn was doing it. <laughs> like he's the <laughs> only one going for these pins. Um, it went way too long, this yeah. match. Yeah. Way too long. Uh, and uh, then when Jeff Hardy brings out the ladder, the crowd became alive again. They right. just wanted to see that. Yeah. If you're having the Hardy boys in a match. They needed a ladder. Uh, then we get the Swanton. Uh, and then they have we have a quick Hardy fight yep. where uh, Matt and Jeff both went for the pin and they didn't want to give the other one. Uh, and then crowd crowd loves the Taz mission. Crowd loves Taz, loves and they want to see Taz succeed. Yeah. As soon as like as soon as someone was getting, uh, I think it was Crash who started to get up, and Taz looked at the crowd, and they were just into it. They wanted to see the Taz mission. Um, it was such an over move. Um, and then Crash uh, rolls up Taz, and we get Crash with the win. Yep. Um, but uh, not a good match in my eyes. Yeah, I didn't like this match. I just didn't like it. I no. I, I agree. I think this is something like you mentioned, like. I loved as a child and thought it would be a lot of fun, but it's just too much. It was too much. No one really was doing anything. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a little too much. I did. I was. That's my notes were that I love Saturn, and I love that he broke the structure, and then yeah. I also love that he took back that Hurricane Rana from Jeff, where he Jeff flew off the broken structure. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was pretty much it for me. That's it, all I really yeah. cared about. It's not worth watching. I wouldn't say go yeah. out of your way to see yeah. this. One. This was the only uh, one that was a fart for me. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had my farts available, but we'll have to do this. I get, I'm going to give it uh, what was there any potted plants? No, no there I was uh, one steel structure. It gets one steel, one steel structure. structure. Yeah, I'll be. Uh... Yeah, that's fine. That's um, where are you going? I got to turn my fan on. It's okay. Hot in here. It's hot in here, too. Shit. Um, I'll, I'll vamp. I'll vamp. Um, crazy diamond. Yikes. What Thank happened? God you weren't listening to that one. What was it? No more of this. No Is that this. was that Steve Blackman's theme song? That was One Punch Man opening. You ever oh. watch One Punch Man? No, it sounds good though. Good anime. Good anime. Um, so now we got to keep on moving because now this might be the most high profile uh, hardcore match of the time. The, like time? A, the, sure. the, literally of the time. Uh, we have Shane McMahon versus Steve Blackman. And you talk about someone that's meant for this hardcore championship. It's hard with Crash, Hardcore, and Steve Blackman's up there too, of people who greatly benefited from having this around, right? I wrote in my notes, um, this Blackman is so over and surprisingly really char uh, charismatic. Steve yeah. Blackman is so over. The crowd was so hyped for Steve Blackman. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I remember him being over because people love the crazy stuff. Honestly, if Steve Blackman were in this day and age, like a younger Steve Blackman, I think he'd go over great. in AEW. It's crazy. It's he's really a different. Wild. He's the most different wrestler on the roster of the time. Mm -hmm. No one ever. I don't think anyone could say they wrestled similarly. I see some uh, a, a shine, like a little bit of Ricky Steamboat in there, a little bit of RVD, a little bit of. The, but like. Steam, uh, like, I mean, uh, Steve Ackman. Well, St uh, Steamboat definitely had a lot of uh, karate uh, sure, poses. I, yeah, but I think from like a wrestling fundamentals, I don't know if Steve Blackman has the same. Oh, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying in terms of like, uh, no one wrestled. Presentation. Like, yeah. Yeah. No one wrestled like Steve sure. Blackman. And he does some fun stuff. There's so. some really fun stuff in this match. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into it. I think this is the start of Daredevil Shane, too. 
Uh, this might be the first time he's fallen off anything of did note. He, yeah, maybe. I think he did a similar spot the year before when he fought Test. No, I don't think so. Okay. Did he fight Test in that manner? I don't think, I think he, he fought, fought Test against Test at SummerSlam '99. I don't think he did anything big. He did the big spots uh, were the the this one we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. Big Show. Uh, when he gave him the elbow off the cage, the thing that. that happens next year. Right. And uh, then Kurt Angle's mangling right. him, yeah. his body. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this match, uh, it's just Blackman's so good. He demolishes Shane for most yeah. of it. Uh, he plays to the crowd. He gets the crowd going. People love yeah. it. I loved I Let me see what you're about to say. You go for it. It's fucking trash can. Lids. Oh. Man, do I love trash can lids. He picks them up. And he does things that we've never seen with the trash can lid. He does like whips him into the ropes and he spins around, hits him in the gut with it. Love that. Yeah. Does a spin, hits him in the head with it. Everything spin, very sharp, very precise. Yep. Cool stuff, right? Yeah. I And my favorite spot in the match. Are you going to say the cool sticks? Yes. The, he puts yeah. the garbage can over Shane and then he does the stick spot. The crowd goes fucking nuts for this. Nuts. And then Shane sells it like he's being shot with a machine gun. It's amazing. Like he does, he takes these small little uh, karate sticks. We'll call them karate yeah. sticks. And he just like fucking drum solos over this <laughs> yeah. trash can. With, yeah. and, but what he would do, what I loved in other matches when they weren't, didn't have the thing on their head, he'd do that to their sides and stomach. They're just like, oh. Yeah. And then he'd last one, he'd sweep their legs. Yeah. And it was just such a mortal combat move. It, yeah. it just super cool. He's just the coolest yeah. man. It's really, I'm just so surprised at how much I liked Steve Blackman. <laughs> in this yeah. Match. He, he did a great job. And then Test and Oliver come out. Sure, of course. And the crowd really dies with this one. Yeah, yeah. Like, once they come out, they do not care about them. Yeah. At all. Uh, and uh, they start fighting uh, up towards the entrance area. Uh, and they, uh, Shane McMahon climbs the giant pillar that's just standing there, not doing anything. <laughs> you know, you just need it in case. You yeah. know, in case you need it. And then he climbs uh, it, and then he, you know, they've got that kendo stick that also happens to have like a little loop on the end, loop. so you can put it on your wrist, like and... a like a Nintendo Wii Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other part that I noticed, and I had to rewind it, there's also a little white towel that's dangling from this like pillar so they could each wipe their hands just in case their hands were sweaty. They could dry their hands before climbing. That's smart though. Yeah, I think that's it is good. smart. Had to... I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really clever. It's actually very smart. That's a really good idea. Uh, I didn't even notice that, but then they climb up. Uh, Shane climbs up and Steve Blackman follows with his little uh, kendo stick person hand and he climbs <laughs> up and he gets three hits on his back and Shane, this is the first time Shane's doing this. And you know, can't expect a lot. He did a good, that's a he cool fall. A lot. But yeah. also, it looked like he's just like one, two, three, yeah, push. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot of like him kind of prepping and like moving into the right place. Yeah. Took, took me out of it. But yeah, I came back to it when Steve Blackman dove off of it onto him. I don't remember that part. So Steve Blackman goes a little bit further down. They said it was like 60, 70 feet in the air, it was probably like 30 feet up. Yeah. It was probably, which is still no joke. Yes, no, no joke. joke. And then Steve Blackman, maybe it was even less than that, but he goes down to about maybe like 15 feet and legit 15 feet. Absolutely. And and jumps off and gives a, uh, an elbow, a nice looking elbow. Yeah, absolutely. Onto, onto Shane. Then and he gets someone the else's elbow who we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, my elbow? Oh, I thought you were talking about mine. I have a good about, elbow. Uh, yeah, you do. I was talking about Kane's. 
you've never seen my uh my top rope elbow that's what i want my finisher to be top rope elbow like foley's elbow though oh sure. and, it would, and, and i'd fall it would destroy my lower back i was falling flat on my ass but literally falling like that like it, it looked really good because i was yeah. uh it looked good but i would have fucked up my back. what's your finish right now in the video game um uh complete shot and a uh the elbow okay right on also i like pile drivers too i'm a big yeah pile yeah pulling pile driver pulling like fully stump pulling pile driver yes. yeah okay right on i also i'll do a lot of pile drivers. I yeah them. i like a i like a uh, package pile driver i do too but i don't think it's very practical if they're really wide or fat-legged mm-hmm. you know i've yeah. seen they all like i couldn't do it to big show right but i could give them a complete shot yeah i could give them a complete shot if you can't like that's that's why you gotta have two finishes right you gotta have the finish the the impact finish but if you're fighting a big guy hit a top rope finish on him complete shots and impact finish for (laughs) you got like someone's climbing up one they're getting up what i would do to big show he's getting up slowly and i go to the second rope jump off complete shot from the second rope done i would like to create a modified bulldog like a 21st century bulldog yeah, well, one of uh, uh, we're getting way off topic. Dean Ambrose had one. His first finish was a finish that I can't, I think I thought of, but this sounds a little bit like what you're saying. So, but like it, you get you grab them in a headlock, right? Like you're about to give a bulldog, and you know, bulldog, you fall down in your butt. Yeah, fall down in your stomach. Oh, interesting. Yeah, looks good. That yeah, sounds like it looks good. Yeah, uh, but it's interesting. Uh, but we, uh, yeah, so we got Shane losing and Steve Blackman. Honestly, just a a treat to watch yeah. Steve Blackman again. Yeah, really absolutely. I, I really, I can't believe how much I enjoyed Steve Blackman and I want to go watch more of his hardcore title matches now. See him versus Owen in the Lions Den. It's very good. Oh yeah. Mm. I thought it was him uh, versus Shamrock. Yeah, he's had two. Really? There have been two Lions Den matches, one with uh, Shamrock and then the other one, Owen Hart versus, no, it was. I think it was it Shamrock was, and Owen and Shamrock, Shamrock and Blackman. Shamrock and Black, uh, Blackman, I, you're right. Yeah, I'm excited that, There were weapons that. There were yeah. weapons dangling from the top. Some more uh, karate sticks, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we love those karate sticks. Yeah. Um, next up, though. Well, how many two- how many karate sticks do you give this match? Uh, I was going to give karate chops. I'm giving it four. I am too. Four karate chops. I found karate chops for that. It it, can, I, can I tell you something? <laughs> can I tell you something inside baseball? Yeah, yeah, Can you play it. that karate chop? Uh, you know what that sound reminds me of? Mattress pimp. Oh, it does. The slaps. <laughs> slap, slap. This is this is uh, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob's <laughs> karate chop. <laughs> is that true? Yep. That's what I'm looking that's at. That's what it says. Um, moving on. We're, we're now in 2001. Yeah. And it's a different it's era. It's a new phase. It's a new phase. So we, we started off with it just being a prop. Then it goes into... Uh, uh, like a, a low tier title uh, uh, for guys that weren't going to be intercontinental or, or um, European. Uh, they were at the bottom of the to- uh, totem pole, but they wanted them to have something. Then it became a comedy title, uh, uh, real comedy stuff. Now, 2001, this is when it starts getting a little serious, uh, a little crazy. bit more serious. So we get Raven Can versus say, Kane versus Big Show. Yes, it what feels we feels like in 2001, the title gets elevated because i just think and i'm not one to compliment the wwf very often 
But this is like everything is elevated in 2001. I mean, look at your heavyweight division. You've got a healthy Austin. You've got a healthy Rock. Triple H is there for a period of time. Kurt Angle's on the rise. And then you've got your intercontinental division with like Edge is entering that division. And you've got Jericho and you've got Benoit and Guerrero's there with like floating between European and intercontinental. Your tag teams are also with the Hardys and the Dudleys. I mean, every division is stacked. So now your hardcore division also needs to be stacked. Yeah, the hardcore division is the low card. Yeah. Is the low card title. And it's Raven, Big Show, and Kane. Right. And it's the crowd is, is so into this. So and into I was this. so shocked by how great they melded together. This is WrestleMania 17, uh, the best, the biggest WrestleMania, uh, whatever, of all yeah, time. Right, this really might be like a top five favorite match of mine. Like Guilty Pleasure, this might be number one. Um, yeah, it was nuts. Uh, we, we have Raven. And by the way, just the. Who, the, the fever dream that thought this match up. Yeah. Awesome. Incredible. You have Big Show, Kane, and Raven in a yeah. triple threat. They had a lot of confidence in Raven. And I really yeah. appreciated that with this match. Yeah. Like they had a lot of confidence that he's like, because honestly, if you look at Kane Big Show matches in the past, kind of suck. Raven's the glue in this match. Such glue. No, um, no doubt about it. I I wrote that I wrote that too. I said Raven is so good. I love this division. It, yeah, really. Uh, Raven comes out uh, with the shopping cart, and there's a fern in there. I love it. <clears throat> um, yeah, and uh, Raven constantly going for pins in this match. Yeah, and because he, he knows it, he's like, I, I got to get whatever <clears throat> I can get in, and I got to get a pin as quickly as I can. Yes, I'm fighting and uh, Kane and Big Show. And after Kane came out, we we're still waiting for the Big Show. He starts the match already because love why it. wouldn't you? Yeah, right. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? You want to get this match done with, and if you could beat one of them before the other giant comes out. Just smart thinking entirely. And it, and it pays. Um, but Heyman is great on commentary, too. Heyman is great on commentary. And I also love that as there's some weird things that JR drops. As Big Show's coming to the ring, Big, JR says something like, this guy's got all the potential of the world. He's just got to find a way to like make it happen or something. Like He's talking about how he's got potential. Because this was when he got put down into Ohio Valley. And he had just yeah. come back recently. Pretty yeah. interesting. What when we were uh, looking at, forget which match it was. I think it was the um, backlash, the backlash match. Uh, I let, let it keep playing right. for a little bit. And right after was big show versus Kurt angle. Uh, and he was dressed as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And this was a month after yeah. his he WrestleMania main event. main event match. And yeah. a month later, they just lost all confidence. All in confidence. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, Heyman's great on commentary. I just, I miss him on commentary. He's oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but like, again, Raven's always running away and trying to avoid the monsters behind him. But as soon as there's an opening, he goes and sneaks in and tries to get a pin or tries to get the advantage. Uh, Big Show does a cool thing. He locks, uh, Raven in the cage. There's this cage in the yeah, back where they keep yeah. a bunch of equipment and such well, as they on. do. Can we take a second real quick? Cause to like, so Big Show comes out and Big Show puts, uh, what's the name of that? The last shot. Was that the name of his move? Uh, no, it was the final cut. The no, final, no, final cut. It was something. The showstopper. The showstopper. Well, oh, either way, yeah. he puts him like to set it up for it, and then Kane dives off the top rope onto the floor onto them, which sets like the perfect tone that like, this is going to be batshit nuts. They yeah. brawl through the crowd, which is great brawling. Someone has a sign that says "My colon hurts." Pretty funny. Pretty good. And um, 
Braven also does such a great job of being the punching bag in this match. This guy takes such a fucking beating through this entire match, and they end up backstage, and this is really where the match starts. Like, they do... Clearly, it really does. they set up so much shit backstage specifically for this match. Like, they built rooms for this match. Yeah, they did. It was, it was very well thought out. As soon as they go into the back, you see that, again, Raven's trying to get away. We get that cage moment where B- yeah. Big Show locks him in the cage. He locks it behind him. Didn't do a great job of locking behind him. It would have been a much cooler thing if he locked it real good. But he's going to, like, which is smart, though. Big Show gets him in the cage. Can't break up the pin if he's not here. And I will kill Raven in a closed space, you know? And, like, super smart. Kane comes, and he tries to rip the door off the hinges, (laughs) and it just opens. (laughs) It just opens. Uh, And so he goes in. They fight some more. uh, Some really good stuff. There's Um, a broom. I, You know, in every hardcore match, pretty much, that brawls on the outside, somebody gets a broom broken over their back, and it's always really good. Sometimes multiple if you're Al Snow, give it (laughs) brooming road dog. Um, But uh, this is uh, definitely Big Show's best match to date. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's probably my favorite Big Show match and my favorite Kane match, honestly. We'll have to get back on that. We'll have to talk about that. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, then they get the window uh, with Raven, throws Raven. like So they get this uh, thing around his neck and they just whip, uh, Kane whips him into the glass, shattering it. Put a hose. It was a hose around his neck. Hose. That's right. A hose. I, I wrote in my notes, Raven Raven's body broke a wall, a chain link fence, and a window. Then he almost gets run over by a golf cart. Yes. And then also we get Big Show and Kane flying through the wall yeah. and through a door. And we get a lot of fun. At, like Even though those walls paper thin. Oh, like yeah. we just yeah. There's a part where Raven kind of grazes one and just has a dent <laughs> of his body. Yeah. So obviously they're they're gimmicked, but they're, they're very cool uh, visuals. Then we get my favorite part of the match. What were you going to say? I was just going to say like... Just we'll keep going. I'll tell you this is my general feeling about the match, and it's something that I really like. But keep going, keep going. Raven's trying to get away. Uh, Raven needs to get away. He hops in a golf cart, tries to start it up, but the giant big show is right behind him. He gets out there and they drive away. And out comes Kane. He's just like, Where the fuck did they go? <laughs> golf cart. Ching ching. That's a Will Smith soundtrack. Uh, and he gets in the golf cart, Kane in a golf cart with a ref right behind him, trying ready to catch the action. And yeah. they drive up. And they just continue from there. It it felt like such an action scene. It yeah. felt like a movie. Like it was just so well done. And then Kane uh, clearly thought they were farther away than they were because he, he was speeding and then literally had to stop short. You heard the brake screech because he was going to run over Raven. And Raven he almost just hit the deck. He just hit the ground like I don't know what his thinking was. I guess he was like, well, if I'm going to go down, I might as well just get run over tripped. by this golf cart. I thought he tripped, but, but Kane he definitely just in time. Yeah, he did. Good job, Kane. Good job, Glenn Jacobs. Um, the only and... good thing he's ever done. There's, we are gonna have to do a Kane retrospective. Oh, uh, no. And the fans are chanting "fuck them up, fuck them up," which is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, then uh, Big Show just out of breath at this yeah, point. He is coughing. Blown up. Yeah, he can't stand up. Every one of the thing is, and one of what you could say good about Kane. One of you could say he's good in about great Kane. shape paces himself yeah sure. no like like he'll, he'll he'll keep a consistent pace but when it's time to plug it in and get into that second gear he's there yeah his punches never look tired no. his kicks never look tired he never looks tired big show was oh, eyes are glazed over and he's like sees the light yeah, <laughs> he's like this, li- he's- <laughs> i wrote i wrote in my notes 
I wrote uh, brawling. Brawling in the back doesn't protect you. It's just large men getting hit with big things. In the sense that, like, when you're in the ring, you can kind of hide some things. The camera's like a little farther away. You hear the crowd noise. There's a lot going on. When you're in the back, all you hear is the sound of people getting fucking rocked with shit. And at yeah. one point, Big Show gets hit with that broom, and all you hear is Big Show audibly going, "Ow." <laughs> oh, so funny! It's yeah. so funny. And what you're talking about, right? So he's blown up, and so Big Show's just kind of waddling his way to where he needs to be, and Kane's just hitting him with shit, and he just keeps uh, hitting him with shit. He's like, "Oh," and it just keeps kind of waddling to where he, he needs can't. To be. He can't get his shit together. Uh, this last part of the match, and, but like at the end, they back on the Titantron. Uh, he lifts Raven over his head. Pretty impressive, just holding yeah, him sure. there for a while. He's a giant man, and Raven is a big guy, too. Yeah. Uh, and then Kane boots them. Uh, they fall down, and then Kane jumps off, does a diving leg drop uh, onto both of them Crazy. for the pin. Crazy. Great stuff. Great stuff. I Great match. Think, yeah, I, I read the reviews of this. I read what Brian Alvarez had to say, what Meltzer had to say, and they both were a little hard on it from talking about like almost getting run over and that it's clearly like they're landing on crash pads. I don't give a shit about any of that. I think this match was Surprise so high me. energy, so fun. I love this match. I just love this match. Honestly, I saw it maybe 10 years ago, and I remember not liking it. Sure. I remember thinking like it was bad. I was just like, oh, the wall's fake. And, oh, that's <laughs> fake. Uh, oh, but no, it's a, it's a good match. It's yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's, as we get older, I don't know if you feel this way, but like when that, that happens, when like, oh, the wall's fake, it's a crash pad, et cetera, I care even less as I get older because I just want to have fun. Yeah, just and that's so fun. Guys. I remember my brother brought this match up to me about ten years ago, and he's like, "Oh, it's a really fun match." And I was like, "That match isn't even real. Like, what the fuck are you talking about?" It's a and fever I, dream. And I went back and I watched it, and I was like, "This is like the most fun a human being's ever had watching a wrestling match." Um, what do we give this match? This match gets five golf carts for me. Oh, I wanted to do that. Call a golf. Or give me a. Horn. There's just nothing more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> five golf cart horns um wow a lot of fun but yeah great stuff uh and we're sticking in 2001 yeah. we're staying here and i think it's about a month later it is about it's a month later interview, and i'm so excited that we get another raven match we got raven versus rhino and this is the first match that we're covering that didn't feel like a joke sure okay it's the first match where it's just like oh these are two very skilled guys, especially with the lineage of ECW. Yep. There's a lot going on, and it, it didn't feel like a joke coming out, yeah, uh, even Paul though there Heyman was another shot. Really helps that. Yeah, he Paul does. Heyman he does a great that. job. Yeah. Um, Rhino, uh, uh, what does he do? He's uh, how do you sits feel, on a folding chair. How do you feel yeah. about about Rhino? I. <clears throat> that's interesting. I used to love him. I love his build. I've always thought he was such a cool frame. Uh, you know, big arms, big shoulders, like stout body. Yeah. Uh, those legs are like trucks. Um, but I, as I'm getting older, I, I see a lot of the same. I don't think he's like, I think he's does what he does very well. Yeah. When it's time to go outside the box and do something a little different. I don't think he can. Yeah. It was fun to see like young Rhino, like young fun Rhino. And this Rhino was clearly very, very determined to do something big in this match. Yeah. Because he throws his body through literally every object there is. He is the juggernaut. I remember thinking that as a kid. He's the juggernaut that can't be stopped. Um, but we get a lot of fun things. We get um, <clears throat> a folding, a falling rhino diving over onto through a folding chair. They set up the stairs and he jumps off and 
Raven gets out of the yeah. way, falls the, right through it. The first thing he throws his body. Actually, even before that, the first thing he throws his body through is Raven sets up a stop sign in the corner to open the match. And Rhino goes to give him the gore. And Raven hits the classic oh. drop toe hold. And the first thing he goes through is that stop sign. It's rough. Uh, and it looks good. I love the drop. It looks great. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and Raven, I love the way Raven sells. Yeah. Raven is such a smart seller. Like he does a, it's the little things that he does and he's not putting extra effort. He's not flailing around. It, they, they just make sense to the moment. You know, we should do a Raven retrospective. Raven's awesome. Maybe we should do it. Well, let's do it. Okay. We'll do it. Uh, then we get a drop to hold onto a shopping cart. They look nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Um, very innovative, uh, trash can and, um, what is this? I can't even read what I wrote, but trash can lids and, and like a lot of fun, uh, innovative stuff. Um, we get a gore into the shopping cart. So a shopping cart's in the corner Ooh. and he's about to gore Raven. Raven jumps out of the way and he goes through the shopping cart. He goes and what, through it. But then, then I think about like, I'm just like, that looks so visually impressive. Probably doesn't hurt terribly much compared to the other things he's flown. I would think just you know? like scrapes maybe on your arm. Yeah, it'd like, probably bang like, you up a little bit, but like, man, does that look good? Yeah, what a good great. visual. It's an iconic spot, sort of. And yeah. then the uh, the, the uh, kitchen sink. Right on top. The, the shopping cart, hilarious, great. Great, moment, great ending sequence because it felt real fast. But while they're doing the replay of the shopping cart, we get another gore and the win. <laughs> we kind of missed that <laughs> yeah, second right, gore. Right. Came out of uh, nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Gore out of nowhere. Oh, oh interesting. No, oh, Rhino missed the boat. Yeah. Randy Orton's already making cash <laughs> on that shit. Uh, but yeah, great match. Great yeah, match. Really fun. Just really not a lot to say about it because it's just a great time and it's definitely recommended to go back and watch it. Uh, how many shopping carts does this match get? Um, Let me clanking metal. Uh, how? Uh, this gets five. You're going to give this one. Four. I was going to give this one four. You can't do metal. God damn it. Four? Yeah, you think the other one was better? I, I like the other one more. It was more fun. Yeah, yeah it is better. It is better. Um, let's it's get also, a good... It's a fever dream, like you said. That gives it the extra uh, golf cart. It was the the fact that it was Big Show and Kane. It's like so silly. It's only uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, here's one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two, three, four. It's brick hitting metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh now we gotta go on now something happened yeah something happened in 2001 and now every, like it's a main event title uh and i think it's because of the undertaker well, uh, well hold, hold on do we want uh, rvd and jeff hardy you actually flipped things around i here. know i did i made a mistake i, I realized um, that later do we we want to talk yeah about let's jeff cover hardy, that yeah. rvd first yeah so once once rvd wins the title and it's in rvd's hands it starts to really feel elevated. Uh, it feels like it's a, it's now a secondary title. Yeah. Uh, it's in the secondary sphere, and we're getting real matches again. Twenty four seven is still around, I guess, but it's yeah. not being it's not uh, because it's not uh, taken out of uh, taken out effect until next year, right? Until two thousand two, right? Um, so we get this match: Jeff Hardy versus RVD, and this is a dream match. AEW, that's what you call a dream match. <laughs> um, and it's just a fun back and forth to start trying to outdo each other. There's no weapons for the first seven, eight minutes of this match. There's only one weapon in the entire match, right? It's just a chair. Uh, ladder. Oh, there's a ladder too. Right. Yeah. Oh chair and ladder. He but, pushes but, RVD. RVD pushes Jeff Hardy off that ladder just and he falls on the ramp. Crazy. Spot. Crazy. Disgusting. Uh, we get a battle into the crowd. Terrifying. 
terrifying when they're back in the ring, terrifying sunset flip power bomb. Oh, onto RVD. Oh, Jeff Hardy gosh. flipped over yeah. and, and power bomb and to the outside. To the outside, all the life left RVD's eyes. Like he was just so hurt by that move. Terrible stuff. Uh, then the ladder comes out and they said it's uh, 20 feet uh, in the air. It, it might be uh, 12 feet. It might be a car's <laughs> leg. It might be a car. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get our first chair at this time um, and he gets knocked off. We get him knocked off the ladder. So Jeff Hardy climbs the ladder on the outside for some reason. So he's tw- like 12 feet up in the air, but RVD gets back in the ring and pushes the ladder over to the other side, having Jeff fall. And that looked like it hurt his, that just fucked yeah, up his knee. Sucks. Like I couldn't imagine. It's so um, And uh, then we have uh, the first chair comes into play. We get some Van Daminators uh off the stage which looked really cool uh, yeah that looked cool that looked really cool uh, this whole show yeah. felt different like going back and i don't remember ever really watching this pay-per-view in full but so going back and watching this match and seeing like the separate entrances and kind of that little like kind of like the where everything meets in the middle like it felt very different it was cool it was a cool presentation yeah. i miss the old titan trons i've Absolutely. like going back it makes me really really miss them yeah i just miss the what they look like the seeing people battle around different. them yeah but my favorite one over the edge uh 97 i think it was uh with uh dude love and, and stone cold in the oh, main 98. event yeah, over the edge 98 98 i'm sorry yeah. and uh the then the, the cars are all set oh, up and yeah, he does so the cool. sunset flip over the car Incredible. oh my god yeah um but i like them being able to use it uh then we get back into the ring and we get have jeff hardy giving a german suplex which i do not recommend yeah that's wild that landed high up on the neck um then we get a missed swanton what uh rvd does is put the title belt the hardcore championship which is nothing but duct tape uh, as a what <laughs> and he goes to the top rope it gives a five star onto the duct tape title and Jeff Hardy getting the win. Uh, very good match. Red, very, RVD very good match. Away. Yeah, that's what I said. What did you I said Jeff Hardy getting the win. Did I say Jeff Hardy? I meant. Yeah. I meant um, uh, but how many uh, how many things do we give this one? How many RVDs do we give this one? You know, you're going to be disappointed in my answer here, Red. But I only give this three. Because it's I, a, I don't disagree. It's a great it's match. It's not a hardcore match. But it's not a hardcore match. It's not what I'm looking for when I'm reviewing the hardcore title. It is hard hitting, though. So we're giving yeah. it three. making me cough i can't stop this there we go because i don't trust any other one to play no i'll press one it'll be even longer and there's never ending uh but yeah we give it three coughs three Three rvd coughs um but the fun doesn't stop with rvd he still has that championship yeah. And you know who he's going to face next? Whoa. It's becoming a main event title in this next match. Yeah. And like, this is all 2001, baby. This is all 2001. We have RVD versus newly big evil, oh, dead man, big yeah, evil. He cut his hair. So he's big. Just evil cut now. his hair. And now he's big evil time. And uh, it's uh, Undertaker. The Undertaker's wow. here. Yeah. And Undertaker and RVD have an awesome yeah, match. Really fun. The best nat- match that we had, and uh, this was better than the triple threat. This was from a, from a match perspective, sure. Yeah, it was just such a good match. Their chemistry together is outstanding. You know, uh, Undertaker is a brawling striker. He's a kicking striker. Yeah. They just meld well, uh, and, and it just had a fun match. It's also uh, incredible to me that Undertaker spent his first like three to four years in the WWF only fighting guys like 
Giant Gonzalez and Kamala and like all these big dudes. When in reality, his best matches are always with guys this like RVD, Sean, Brett, like yeah. smaller guys, yeah, athletic, good wrestlers. And this is a perfect example. They have a great match. And he's starting to get buff in this time yeah. frame. He's starting to really get, uh, get cut up. And also, one thing I just wrote down, Taker knows how to sell. Sure. He knows how to feed <laughs> and sell. There's some things in this match where he gets hit in the uh, fire extinguisher and he's swinging blindly. Yeah. Uh, his staggering thing. He his sells sta- like Terry That's what I wrote down. His staggering thing is hilarious. He, he sells like Terry Funk. Yeah. Yeah. He sells exactly like Terry Funk, and it's great. Um, they battle into the crowd. Oh, no, I didn't write that. They go into the crowd. They... Uh, uh, Undertaker uses the Mexican flag to choke out RVD and the crowd goes wild. Uh, <laughs> there's a guy with a Mexican flag holding it up and then Taker yeah. grabs it, chokes RVD. And that guy who he grabbed it from was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> let's go. And then after he's done, he holds it and he's just like waving it again. It's pretty fun. Um, uh, RVD climbs some stairs and he jumps off the guardrail uh, onto uh, Undertaker into a bunch of baby powder. Uh, it just explodes with powder dust. Um, and, uh, yeah, then they climb into the Titantron, uh, Taker breaks some of the set. Uh, I loved I de- all of this, all this stage work. I loved it all. I thought Amazing. it was all fantastic. Yeah. And I like that this was all centered in the arena rather than going to the outside. Um, well, I like outside, like backstage backstage. Uh, then we get uh, on the ramp on the Titantron, mm. we get a rolling thunder onto Titan Tron. So cool. Yeah. Really hard to watch because it looked like it really Ooh. squished Undertaker and the Van Daminator on the ramp. Very fun. And then we got a wicked chair shot by yeah. Taker. Yeah. On the, but it's on the back, yeah, but man, did he lay it in. He's probably has the hardest. Yeah, he does. To the back chair shots. I've ever he seen. He has the hardest chair shots period to the head, to anything. You've seen that shot that he gave to Canyon. Oh, Oh my God. Poor Canyon. Yeah. Poor Canyon. Um, then we get that a cool reversal sequence uh, up there. Then we get a choke slam off the stage into the table and yeah. the pin. Yep. Uh, this is the best match for me so far. Yeah. Like it's just well put together, well thought out. It all made sense. And I'll, I'll put the Raven Big Show Kane up there as well. But like this is yeah, top I mean, notch yeah. stuff. Raven Big Show Kane is is five golf carts because it's just the most fun. It's so fun. But this match is five fire extinguishers because it's or five Mexican flags, whatever iconic weapon there is. I don't know if we have a, a Mexican flag sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, it's we'll uh, Cinco de Mayo, too. We'll do, oh, we should. Uh, well, I'll do this. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I just had that. Great. Perfect. Um, thank you. Yeah, I had to uh, watch wash out those yeah. yeets. We go um, we go to the absolute peak of this division to our last match, which is uh, it goes it goes uh, with a whimper. So I after think. Taker's reign, he had a nice little reign there, and then it went off to someone else. Let's see who it went to, Gosh, where it really yeah. started. This to is end. when the twenty four seven rule is like fully in effect at this point, and it's bouncing around a lot. I looked at the history of the title, and I guess it also changed hands a ton. Uh, at like house shows also they would do like fun like 24 7 stuff at house shows L- listen to this listen to these people that are yeah. going, right before undertaker these are the people that had it before undertaker that year steve black raven billy gunn big show kane rhino jericho test uh mike awesome jeff hardy rob van dam kurt angle mm. undertaker and who beats undertaker for it 
Maven. <laughs> Maven beats the Undertaker for it. And after that, we get Gold Dust, Al Snow, Maven, Spike Dudley, yeah. Hurricane, Mighty go. Molly. Okay. And it just goes down. Um, and it just it, it really plummets after Undertaker's reign. It's after Undertaker's reign. It's it to become an afterthought. It becomes it becomes like it was in 2000, but without any of the fun. Yeah. Like it, it became more obligatory. It felt like, oh, the hardcore titles here, too. Yeah, because you got to think about now we're in a place the the invasion is over. WCW has been purchased. There is not going to be, a, you know, another brand as far as like a WCW or whatever. So now they've got all these fucking titles, the European, the Intercontinental, the U.S. title, both tag team titles, the hardcore title. They've got all this stuff. So they've got to start paring things down. And they're actively trying to move the company in a different direction at this point. And that does not include the hardcore title. Yeah, and it does not. And so we get a bunch of uh, superstars, the the second, third rung superstars winning that yeah. back and forth for a long like Bubba period of time. Like Bubba Ray Dudley. Bubba Bradshaw. Dudley, Just Incredible, uh, yeah, Stevie Richards, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and the like. Pants. And his blue pants. And all the way up until we get uh, Tommy Dreamer winning. <laughs> so Tommy, Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer wins it. Did he win it? So my, in my original list, when we had 15 matches, I had a hardcore battle royal that took place the week prior to the match that we ended up watching, and I think that's when he won it. And I guess by the time he won it too, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Actually, we'll talk about it. Well, we, he comes out. It's going to be Tommy Dreamer versus RVD to unify the Intercontinental and the Hardcore title. Yeah. I wonder who's going to win. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're going to unify them. Uh, and uh, if you notice. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Tommy Dreamer was wearing the belt and it was a license plate, a New York license plate belt, which I did some research on. Yeah, please. I was trying to figure out what happened here. So what happened is this belt that they made out of duct tape from old piece of right. belt was literally falling apart. <laughs> it was coming apart at the seams. And apparently I didn't even know this. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Bradshaw had uh, his version of a hardcore belt when he won the title, which was like a, a Texas themed one. Okay. I don't, I don't remember I that, don't but that's either. And, but then uh, after he won, they just took a New York license plate and just glued it to the European. Title. I think that's great. I think that's, how that's the to European the, title. That's the European there. title. <laughs> yeah. That's the European title under there. And uh, he comes out with this haphazard, hardcore New York license plate title. And he's facing RVD who has the intercontinental um and we get ecw chance to start it off yeah because of in, course. and that makes tommy dreamer cry instantly <laughs> he just yeah, starts crying he's, he's an emotional guy uh some back and forth some fun stuff uh the ladder gets uh brought out immediately and placed to the ringside uh he tommy dreamer tries to go for a bulldog a running bulldog off the apron onto it and just gets he just gets pushed off and lands oh right in the mush he's really killing himself in this match yeah he really is this is because honestly this is the longest match he's had that year and I also feel like this is like one of his last matches for a really long time. Like he kind of retired for a little bit. No, we didn't even get gross Tommy Dreamer yet, did we? Gross Tommy Dreamer. When he ate weird shit like in Jackass. <laughs> what? Oh, there's a whole side of Tommy Dreamer that you don't know about. Uh, Tommy Dreamer would uh, be, and someone's like, I'll give you 10 bucks to eat this bucket of slop. And you're like, oh, 10 bucks, I'll do that. And he eats uh, like a bucket of slop. He'll like drink, he'll drink mop water. He'll like, it does weird, <laughs> gross things. You don't remember this? No, no. Yeah, yeah. No. So uh, not the end of his illustrious career, just the well, beginning. He retired for a few years and then came back. 
but I that yeah. was not that was definitely prior retirement. Yeah, you have to see that. Really I do fun. have to see that. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he just really gives it up because this is again. Yeah. This is a very important match for him. It He's is. getting to face RVD. And honestly, RVD is way out of his league. Sure. Like he only got this match to get rid of the hardcore title. And for and this no was like other an reason. an ECW homage kind of thing. Like, and this ECW just closed and Tommy was still clearly very emotional about it. For the last several months beforehand, Tommy Dreamer's opponents were Stevie Richards, Crash Holly, uh, Sean Stasiak, <laughs> Johnny Stamboli. Uh, hey. You know, so like it's, it's not... Yeah. It's big. It's, it, like he gets RVD outstanding. Um, uh, then they get, uh, he gets uh, the ladders brought into the ring and Dreamer does a sidewalk slam onto the ladder, uh, goes for a, a second rope elbow and misses. Uh, looks like it hurt real bad. Ooh, yeah, that uh, was bad. We get a rolling thunder on the ladder and I honestly hate that. I don't, sure. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, Why you're do doing that to yourself, yeah. RVD? That hurts so much to you. <laughs> yeah. It hurts you so much. Yeah. Uh, then Tommy Dreamer, the, and this is the fucking spot. Like, so Tommy Dreamer puts the ladder on the second rung. Right. And he's got RVD up there. Like he's about to give a suplex, a super suplex to RVD standing on the ladder to the mat. But as he's up there, something happens and he just crotches him. And it looked like it hurt like the Dickens. Uh, It crotches himself in the most painful looking way. Then RVD does his jump, uh, double foot spin kick. Uh, and he falls backward uh, with his legs still stuck yeah, in the ladder of whoa. RVD does that little half circle he does. And that just gives him a fucking double drop kick to the face with a chair. I think there Yeah, with a chair uh, and uh, just amazing, amazing spot. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the uh, five star frog splash, five star yeah. frog splash and the win. Uh, we it. have the unified titles and that's the end of. The lineage of the time. Yeah, they go out of their way in this match for JR. JR says at least four times, this is the last ever hardcore match. This is it. Yeah, they made it feel special. Yeah. I thought so, right? And then I wrote Tommy wouldn't stop crying because he just wouldn't stop crying, which is It was kind of cute. Um, uh, but I did feel like this match overall was lacking the spirit of a classic hardcore title match. So this does get three ladders rather than five. Uh, listen, uh, listen to this. I would like. Oh yeah, it does get three ladders. We'll give it uh, the sound effect. Um... Outstanding. Oh! <laughs> Nuke is okay. Stop! Stop! I can't find one that just. There we go. <laughs> you just have to go to eat. I just have to go there to eat. There was just a moment of complete panic. It was just too much. Uh, I did want to talk about the belt design. And I have here, Parks began to create belts in 1962, blah, blah, blah. Um, He made a replacement belt. Oh, I I guess he, oh, I'm on Reggie Parks' thing. Reggie, Reggie. But uh, yeah, the hardcore championship, last time we saw it, we saw it twice after that. Really? Want to hear the two times we saw it afterwards? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's 2002 or 2003. Mick Foley was welcomed onto the show and he was given the title uh, and all the ECW guys were in the ring and they celebrated him. It was uh, uh, Stokehold was the GM at the time. He's like, we want to celebrate your contributions. Just a nice thing for Mick Foley for no other reason. That's really nice. It was really nice. And I think it was also a setup, uh, starting to set up for uh, uh, Foley's continuation with um, what's his face? Orton. His fight with Orton. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw it one other time later. And I remember this now, and it's actually kind of fun. When Foley turned heel with Edge, 
after his WrestleMania match with Edge, they yeah. turned heel and the CW one night stand was coming up and they decided that they were the real hardcore champions. <laughs> so they brought back the, they became co hardcore champion together as they went into face uh, Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk. Uh, a lot of fun. Just That's a lot of fun. That is outstanding. Um, yeah. And uh, I was uh, thinking about just telling you quickly who the title holders were. Absolutely. I'll start with the most. Who do you think had the the most days? Not oh, the most reigns. Most days as champion. Who had the most days as champion? I'm going to say RVD. It is Steve Blackman. Really? Steve Blackman had six reigns and 172 days total. I love that. I love that yeah. for Steve Blackman. Uh, next up, and I'll just go go a little rapid yeah. fire here. Yeah, absolutely. Big boss man. Okay. RVD is number three. Oh, wow. Number four is Al Snow, Crash Holly, Raven, Road Dog, Hardcore Holly, The Undertaker. Undertaker had one reign and he had 58 days with it, and he's number eight. He's Incredible. tied with Hardcore Holly. Um, then Bradshaw, who had 18 reigns. <laughs> uh, then Test, Rhino, Maven, Stevie Richards, Big Show, Mankind. Bubba, uh, Bubba Dudley, Tommy Dreamer, Gerald Briscoe. Uh, he had it for two reigns over 27 days. He had it Gerald more than Jeff Briscoe? Hardy. He had it longer than Jeff Hardy and Kane. Uh, Jeff Hardy, Kane, Mike Awesome, Billy Gunn, Goldust, Pat Patterson only had it for six days. Uh, uh, Shane McMahon, British Bulldog, and Matt Hardy. Now we're going to get into the ones that had it for less than a day. Uh, Jericho, <laughs> Christian, Funaki, Cynthia Lynch, the Hurricane, Joey Abs, Kurt Angle, Mighty Molly, Rodney, Terry, Thrasher, Trish Stratus, Viscera, Booker T, Chris Nowitzki, K-Quick, Perry Saturn, Pete Gass, Johnny Stamboli, Taz, William Regal, Spike Dudley, Just Incredible, Sean Stasiak. Incredible. Absolutely. Let this be a lesson to the current WWE product that, look, listen to all those names, all those people that won that title. And think about all the people that have won the 24-7 title. Mm -hmm. Dobbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll never. We we shouldn't even discuss the twenty four seven title. No, 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 no. Doesn't no. deserve it. They don't, they uh, don't deserve it. And I want to ask you one last question. Yeah. Top three most reigns. Who is it? I'm pretty sure I know who number one is, and I think Give it's it Raven. Yes, Raven, Raven is, is twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. Who's two? number two? Crash. Crash. Okay. Twenty two. Twenty two. And number three may surprise you. Uh, it will surprise you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Bradshaw. You're close. He's number four. Is it Farouk? No, who's Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. During that time frame of 2002, he wanted a bunch. (laughs) Um, But yeah, a lot of fun. How many times did he win it? How many times did he win it? Uh, Stevie Stevie? Richards. 21. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Man, I think we had a lot of fun today. I think so. I think this is a great championship. And there's going to be, for, for all you Patreon followers out there, there's going to be a playlist that I've put together of a bunch of hardcore title matches that I just happened to find on YouTube. Outstanding. I'm going to send and that th- out to everybody. I can't wait. And I thank you all so much for joining us. This is Loser Release Wrestling. Please follow us on everything. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter is Loser Release Pod. Send us some emails at loserreleasepod at gmail.com. Uh, and also uh, make sure you uh, like the podcast, but make it, give us a review. Check us out on YouTube right after Dynamite on Wednesdays and also the weekly wrestle on uh, Saturdays at 
3 p.m. Eastern. Um, but thank you all so much. I am Red Jefferson, and I'm here with Hammer Boy Hammer, <laughs> and we're having a lot of fun. That's what we do here, right? Yeah, that's what we do. We'll we'll be that's back soon uh, with another empty arena. There's so much to cover. So did much. You, to cover. Did you enjoy this deep dive? Oh, I loved it. Can't wait to do. Uh, maybe uh, this is your gimmick this Monday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's there's a lot coming your way. I'm excited about it. Let's go. Stop it. Get some help.